Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Han Solo does this, Han Solo does that, and I sat down well, and talked to Chewie, and he's very tall. All that's going to happen on Jedi Council, and you're watching. I nailed it. Suck it, Ellis. <laughs> All right, it is time for Collided Jedi Council. It is Solo premiere. Oh, right over here. There we go. I don't even know where we're supposed to. Where's the red light? It's gone. It's time for Jedi Council. There's no surprises today. This is on the council. That's what I was going to do. But it didn't work that way. So you see everybody here. First, she's back. Hi. Ash Boston is here. Hello. I'm back. It's been a long, long time. Too long. I missed you guys so much. We thought you hated us. Uh, no, not okay, at all. good. That was just a rumor. All right. Well, Kylo Ken is here as well. Welcome back, Kenneth. Uh, it's so great to be here. It's, I love what's going right. on here. It's good. <laughs> Thank you, Cody. <laughs> it is time for Collider Jedi Council, and it, there's a lot that we're going to be talking about today, obviously. Um, I did get to sit down with Jonas, who plays, or Jonas, who plays Chewbacca. We talked for a while, and it, it was really cool. And we're going to air that whole interview here today. You can hear his thoughts on Solo, how he got the role, the thing about what happened to him at the premiere of The Force Awakens, which is very interesting. But something else, very fun for you guys. We've never done this before yet, at least in, in the, as long as I've been around Collider. We're going to be giving, not, not giving away, but we're going to be debuting a Collider Jedi Council shirt. There you go. Take a look at that. The Collider Jedi Council official official shirt done by Brian Ward himself only available for two weeks and it's available on bonfire you can get it in the description right now and a lot of people have been asking me forever if there's ever going to be a Collider Jedi Council shirt well it is available now link is in the description go and get it you only have two weeks to get it and then there will be another design of another show or something else Collider but they're going to be switching them up and no Collider Jedi Council shirts after that but we have other things to talk about today, and the first is all about movie news, Star Wars movie news, and we are going to talk about it first. There's the droid. Do we know his name? Not yet. Hasn't happened. Ken, 
What's happening today? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what's happening today. Remember there was a point in time where we were like, hey, man, they're not really promoting Solo. That time ended. Done. Uh, a lot of TV spots, Christian, new posters, and I'm going to confess something to you. What do you got? I steadfastly refuse to watch them. Anything. You so this is anymore. the worst game of improv ever. Yes and no, sir. You no, know, I understand this, and I'll tell you why. Because I, they made me do a reaction yesterday. They oh, like, physically made me do a reaction yesterday. Perry was like, you got to do it. overpowered you, held you down. Well, she said nobody. They, they said, strong. She is strong, but she said nobody. Nobody's here right now, and we need you to do it. They want to get your take on it. You're the Star Wars guy. They want yeah. you to do it. And I was like, I don't. I was like a kid. I don't want to do it because I don't. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it. I right. loved what I saw, though. I loved what I saw. Yeah. And then, you know, Ken, you might want to do earmuffs. I have no idea, but uh, we got to see the Sabak game. And what? I, like, here's the question I actually have for you because I think that you might want to see it. But I mean, we're only a couple hours away, so. Um, <laughs> What were your feelings on Alden and the stuff that you've seen? Did you think that he hit the Han Solo vibe? Because you knew my stance on it. I, I from 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 day one, have loved what he's doing, though initially was like, I get he doesn't sound like Solo, and we all don't want a Harrison impersonation. Right, right. But I remember thinking the first time, like, ooh, that is so different. It might mess with some people, but I, I've thought from his Raiders of the Lost Ark stance, his confident forward, uh, uh, questioning underneath tones, everything was there. Uh, I've been on board with what he's doing. Well, then, then you don't need to watch the clip, because what, I, what yeah. I'll tell you is that if you had any doubts, um, and if he, can hit, if he can hit the tone that he hits in this scene, hmm. we're not going to have any problems at all. That's because great. He, cause he, it's, it's solo. I mean, he does. He pops in, he sits there, he has the conversation, and then he, as far as... Um, Childish Cambino himself, Mr. Mm-hmm. Donald Glover. Oh my gosh! If, I mean, everything he does, he say, he looked like he looked like Lando from the second we saw him, and now he sounds him. I mean, that Sabak game, the, the mm-hmm. historical Sabak game, right there, and they're already conning each other the way that it sets up. It's a very short clip, but. It did everything I wanted it to do as far as that clip went. The other one was, of course, there were, there were a couple other ones. There was one, the, the one clip of when they were flying the Millennium Falcon, and there's that back and forth with Chewie. Did you see this one? Yeah, with, with yeah. Chewie and Han, which was great. Amelia Clark, that's Kira, not on board all the way yet. Not on board all the way yet, because I think back to what we talked about when she comes to Daenerys. Flawless. A plus, yeah. A plus. Other stuff so far, not A plus, not A plus. And this one is, uh, it's we're working on a C. Hopefully we can get, <laughs> hopefully we can get a little higher. And then the last thing that we saw, which is my favorite out of all of them, was the hollow chess stuff. That was the, great. Woody playing chess with. In, in the seat that we all knew, but it's the Lando version because it's all clean of, right, right, of the right. Falcon, and he's sitting there, and then <laughs> Chewie gets all, that move that that the, the dynamic already with with Chewie and Beckett, and Beckett's like, "You're gonna make that move. You don't want to make that move. You don't want to make that move. All right, you're gonna make that move. All right, you made that move." And he makes the move, and he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna have this guy crush that guy," and then Chewie gets pissed off. Obviously, he goes, "You can't brush him off their holograms. <laughs> you, you, you can't do that." And that moment to me said, "Oh, that star." Wars humor. That was the humor I was missing in. Uh, again, I, and don't 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 get upset. As the miss the last Jedi stuff. <laughs> How dare me, you? I'm sorry. There was more I mean, different humor, and it, but different humor. I think that that it was whether you liked it or not. Mm-hmm. We can we can definitely say it was different humor, and it felt more like Star Wars humor this round. No, this feels like quintessential Star Wars. Yeah. Watching it, I was with you. I, di- I didn't want to watch them, but I knew we were going to be talking about them today. So I was yeah. like, All oh, right. what are you a professional? Uh, <laughs> right. I, I literally tweeted yesterday. I was like, oh, when you, you're so close, but you still. 
got to do your job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the moment with the sabak sabak han han, uh, I love that moment so much. But leading up until this, I was like, man, do they not have confidence in Alden? Because I always was confident in him, and I, I've said this so many times. Like seeing him in interviews and the way he talks, he is like a very charismatic human. And then I think we get into this later. But um, Woody was on Kimmel, I think, the other night mm-hmm. or last night or something, and he was just like, you guys, wait until you see Alden. Like he's amazing, and I'm like, yes. That's so great. here for it. But even in those first couple trailers and TV spots or stuff, we're like, is Alden going to talk? Well, and they, <laughs> and they did, and they, they give it to him so far. And, like, that was my biggest, you know, you've been on this show for forever. Oh, I know you. You know me. And, you know, <laughs> that was my biggest concern was that yeah, yeah. if this guy doesn't feel like Han Solo to me, I'm going to be sucked out. And, like I said, if, they, if he does what he did in that scene mm-hmm. for 80%, 60% of the movie, 60% of the movie, um, I'm not going to rob It's without a doubt the biggest risk they've taken yeah. because this is an iconic character. It's it's a little different with River Phoenix in 10 Minutes of Last Crusade or right. Sean Patrick Flannery in a TV show in an era where TV shows were viewed a little differently where you could just be like, oh, that's a, no, it's a great TV show, by the way. If you haven't seen Young Indiana right. Jones Chronicles, and check River it out. River Phoenix was damn good at River Phoenix Indiana, was great, and Indiana I always Jones. kept going to that, you know, uh, and, and I looked at, I talked about Game of Thrones and the young Ned Stark where the first episode I was like, oh, this doesn't, and then by the end I was like, oh, that's great. Right. Yeah, I think Disney had to kind of roll it out very slowly and carefully mm-hmm. to us prickly fans. Is there a possibility? Yes. Very well could be the answer. Is there a possibility that Solo, yeah. after all the problems that it had, mm-hmm. and everything, that it becomes the best movie of the new regime? That yeah. it becomes the number one, hands down, knocks Force Awakens out of the way, knocks Rogue One, and knocks Last Jedi. Is, is there a possibility? Uh, absolutely. And I, uh, Ash can maybe disagree with me. I don't know. But I, and as, much as, I, as much as I love The Last Jedi, you know it. We'll fight to the end of time. So I love The Last we disc- Jedi. We'll discuss. Love The no Last Jedi. No reason to fight. Uh, there's so much pressure on saga films. And there's pressure on Rogue One because that was giving us an answer right. from a crawl from a movie for 40 years that we've been loving. So there was a lot of pressure. This one, I think a lot of people, a lot of hardcore fans are like, eh, we'll see. And I think those lowered expectations are going to work to the advantage and shock a lot of people. Not unsimilar from... Um Cobra Kai, which I can't get enough of, by the way. I love I Cobra. I always felt when they Cobra, took no, on no, G.I. Joe. Cobra Kai. The, Cobra Kai from Karate oh. Kid. But the reason I say that is because of the same type of conversation. What is this? Yeah. Why are they doing this? There's right. no reason to do this. And then when it hits, Ooh. the nostalgia hits, the fun hits, the, the development of characters, the heart. And that could be the same thing that happens here with Solo. Mm-hmm. Do you think the possibility that this could be the best Star Wars in the new regime? Yeah. I mean, if you're talking in terms of numbers and stuff, like, no, no, no. No, no, no. no. You just mean like our favorite as fans? I mean as far as leaving going, that's the best Star Wars movie I've seen since Empire. I think that's definitely possible. I mean, I feel like we were having very similar conversations about Rogue One being like, oh, there's so many reports of problems. This movie's going to, oh, just like steering a sinking ship into the port. Like, let's just get this movie out and get it over with. And then everyone saw it. And a lot of people did have that reaction where they're like, this is the best movie since Empire. So, Mm -hmm. hell yeah. I I feel it's kind of like dating me. You go in, you're like, I don't even know if I should be doing this. Oh, it's working out okay. (laughs) It's like, that's kind of what happens with this thing. And and, and I think, uh, you know, it's funny. I watched Rogue One the other day because I'm studying for the movie trivia Star Wars. Or Schmodown on, on June, June 2nd, 2nd live at yeah. the Old Portal Theater in North Hollywood. Wow, what a Studying plot. Hard. A good plot. Good transition. <laughs> Studying hard. I watched Rogue One, and it, I'll tell you what, I'll, I caught me off guard. I started tearing up at the end of the movie. I, I, I've 
released my list today. Yeah. Again, I do this. I think I tell you guys about the it. The list changes everything. It should change. It does change. But I, and I'll, real yeah. quick, just going to yeah. fire through it real quick because I think I, I tweeted it out and I'll let everybody know too. Starting mm-hmm. from, from what I think is my least favorite to my favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 10 is the Clone Wars film. Yes, it counts. It's a theatrically released yep, film. Yep, yep. Nine is, clone, uh, is Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Eight is The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Um, seven is Revenge of the Sith. Six is The Last Jedi. Fifth is Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth is Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Three is uh, Force Awakens. Two is New Hope. And one is Empire. It's going to be hard for me. So I want to know where Solo is going to rank inside of there. I'm just do you do you know your list uh, off the top of your head? Um, yeah, I think so. It's uh, a New Hope. A ten. No, one. sorry, I'm going. I'm going, going top up. to okay, bottom. Okay, I have cool. to. Okay, I don't think I can fine. do it the other way that's around. Uh, a New Hope, yeah. uh, Empire, okay. Return of the Jedi. Um, um, where am I? Attack Four. Force Awakens. No, 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 no. Force Awakens. Okay. Uh, Five. Rogue the Last one. Jedi. Okay, Last Jedi. Phantom Menace. <laughs> Stop it. The R- Rogue One. Rogue One. Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Uh, Sith. You got yours? Uh, I'm very curious to hear this one. Uh, that, it, I, look, it legitimately changes, it changes. every three it weeks. Changes. So I'll try. I, do, I have the audience do this every time we do it, is that I want you guys to put your list in there. I want to see what's changed. And then yeah. after two, well, in, on May 25th, yeah. we're going to have a brand new list. Right. What do you got? Absolutely. All right. So and, uh, droids, the TV show doesn't count, right? No, it does not. Okay. Anything in uh, that, Number 10, release. Clone Wars. Clone Wars is Clone Wars number, movie. Right, okay. Uh, number nine, Attack of the Clones. Okay. We're same, uh, we're same so far. Uh, number eight, Phantom Menace. Okay. Uh, number seven, Revenge of the Sith. Yes, okay, same page so far. Number six, <sighs> Rogue One. Now it's fallen. No, okay. It's fallen. Number fallen five, yeah. Return of the Jedi. Wow. Four, Force Awakens. Three, A New Hope. What? Two, The Last Jedi. One, The Empire has struck and back. Hey, man, listen, that's, that's, I'm, you and I are friends. Yeah. And, I, and I respect your opinion. Yeah. How about that? That's what I'll yeah. say. Oh, wow. All right. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> what's next is... This is my last week on Collider Jedi Castle. <laughs> no way. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> hey, more stuff. Uh, I let's hope talk you lose about, in a second. Talk about... Uh, well, we, did, did we see the posters? Adam, I don't know if we have those posters. Which posters? Show the posters again. Uh, uh, oh, I don't know. Adam's yelling. That's a, is that a number one or a middle finger? I can't. Okay. Adam, the poster. Uh, what, what's going on? There's the posters. We did show, Adam yeah, did show the posters. Yeah. I wanted to focus on them here. Okay. Um, I, I really love every poster, including the stolen ones yeah. that Lucasfilm <laughs> has done. That's badass. Yeah. And I would hang that above my couch. Yeah. No one would enter my apartment and be friends with me again. But I, I like what's going on with the designs here. Those I, are my favorite so far. How come? Um, I just those are ones that I would actually like print out and put up. Yeah. You know what they've done though, which they're smart in doing, is that uh, you remember in Force Awakens, what's the most one of the most iconic shots was that apocaly- apocalypse yep. now right. Tie Fighter sunshot, and they kind of did that again, and yeah. they, because it's it's very memorable, and it also paints the picture. Yeah. It's the same thing. You see these kind of rogue. It reminds me of Young Guns, also. So it reminds me. Oh, of, oh the greatest, it? second greatest Does film of all time. Young Guns, Young Guns yeah. too, the greatest film of all yeah. time. This also reminds me of, like the best cover of a Who album you never saw. Right. It's like. <laughs> It's like who's next? Them. You think L three is going to eat it like the same way that K two S O did? No, 
Mm-hmm. No, you think she's going to be she's going to make it? Maybe so because I, this movie, even though I'll tell you, because they, they keep talking about sequels and it's really popular. There's there's a way for them to do sequels. I just don't know when the hell they would put it. Like, it when, they'd have to be scrunched up. When because last shot really kind of. Laying a bit of the no, timeline no. out. I don't even mean that though. Yeah. I don't even because you can because oh, you can oh, still take stuff in adventures. You're I'm talking, talking about, about the actual real world. The actual real world release. When would you when would you set it? Because it's oh. like because if Obi Wan comes out mm-hmm. in twenty twenty, right? Yeah. There's no room for a sequel there. Then twenty twenty one you'd probably either have a Ryan Johnson or Benioff and Weiss movie. Twenty twenty two is either Benioff and Weiss movie. Same thing. You you keep going. Do you think you'd alternate Johnson, Benioff, Johnson, Benioff, you would, Weiss, you would assume yeah, yeah. so. Um or, or the dreaded two years to a movie. Yeah. I was gonna two say when are they going to get to two years? Yeah, and I still think they want to do that Boba Fett movie. I think there's still, yeah, depending on what happens I, in this movie, I think I, that they're still going to try to test the waters I, with that Boba Fett movie. I upset Boba Fett fans every time I talk about not wanting that. I don't want it either. Uh, yeah. Oh, I do. Oh, what the Ash? Why? Why? I yeah. want to know why. Uh, I just feel like it's it's a character we don't know like a ton about from the main saga films. Like I would love just more of that. But that's my that's Ooh. my. I think like that's why a lot is Han so afraid of him? I would love that. Like a whole movie about that. I, just, I mean, I think that if they if they did what they were gonna do, if it was more of a bounty hunter movie, mm-hmm. it was just yeah, about yeah. Yes, the right. bounty hunters and not a, like a Boba Fett origin story. Mm-hmm. Because I knew I know enough about him from like the Clone Wars Clone now Wars. and yeah. the things that kind of happened. Like if they went more into like an adventure of Boba Fett, like with like Cad Bane, Cad Bane, that could be Aura, cool. Aura Singh. Dengar. Yeah, like, like an adventure. Like, because remember when we thought Rogue One? Yeah. We thought that it was going to be the bounty hunters going to steal right. the plans and that Boba Fett and those guys would be in it. That, to me, is still intriguing. If that's what the Boba Fett movie was going to eventually be about, right. that, that, I just don't want an origin movie. I don't care anymore about... about yeah. do, do, you, do you want straight origins, or do you... Uh, no, I, I just think, like, like in um, Return of the Jedi, when he's like, Boba Fett, where? Oh, my God, why yeah. is... Like, Boba Fett, Boba Fett! Why are you yeah. so freaking scared of him? Like, I would love, like, a whole movie of, like, he's just... They've just been, like, kind of adversaries forever, and, like, what if they... Like an X versus Sever type yeah, of movie? Yeah, like, what if they bring him out at some point, and the response is so good that they're like, all right, now we gotta do Oh, that. he's gonna be in Solo. I mean, there's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no. He, I don't mind him in Solo. I don't want him to have a huge part. At all. Why not? I don't mind him. It's the cult of Fett... I just I'm not a member of you know yeah and that's fine that's fine, that's um, fine. so what are we talking about what's so, uh, Woody we? Harrelson was on Jimmy Kimmel Live yeah. uh, talk show it's a comedy talk show I love Jimmy Kimmel not so much anymore um, and it uh, he uh, uh, premiered a new clip of Solo which I didn't watch uh, but uh, Woody too. did Woody yeah. did a great job uh, according to Ash Crossan of promoting Alden and the movie tell yeah, me about it. he knows what he's doing yeah what do you think about the about the appearance what do you think about the clip. I was going to say, the clip is the biggest takeaway there. I don't want to earmuffs him. No, it's fine. It doesn't spoil that much, though. Yeah, but he kind of goes up to to Beckett and and Tandy Newton's character. I'm blanking on her name. Val. Uh, Yeah, Val. And is like... Oh, you guys are you guys aren't Imperials. Like I can tell by your clothes, I can tell by what you're doing, and like right. I want in on this job, whatever it is. Yeah, Russ but I love I love how they kind of look at him and they're just like, "That's cool." Buzz off, kid. Right, like, right, right. Which I think cool. is great, and I think that I'm getting a little bit more from these clips that I'm that so far from. It's a classic. Yeah. Typical, and this is not a bad thing. Woody Harrelson character, yeah, which is exactly what, Woody is Woody, and that's which fine. is fine. He's one of those actors. I there are Woody. certain roles yeah. sometimes you just like we need Woody Harrelson for this role to be the Woody Harrelson that we know and love, yeah. and you can see him. The, the scene with Chewie is the one that I was like, oh well, that's that's good. I don't yeah. want sometimes he plays characters to where he's like really dark and kind of twisted and yeah, no yeah. humor behind him at all, and doesn't have the Woody, and it, those are great. Yeah, no, he's a great actor. I don't know yeah. if I want that in Solo. I want that kind of mentor thing. Yeah, the one thing that I'm that I'm hoping not to see, but I'm not going to be totally upset if it happens, is that 
it just will be a little predictable. If in the, we've seen it so many times in the trailer, so this is a spoiler mm-hmm. for you. When he says, "Don't trust anyone," right, mm-hmm. right. I hope that it's not That's as what predictable. I tell Ash every day. <laughs> but I hope it's not as predictable as that he's the one who betrays him. I agree because that yeah. is very predictable. That it's like I told you. Don't right. trust anybody because I was talking about me. I hope it's if it's Kira, that'd be great. Yeah, but I told you. Dr. I think it's Jones. gonna be her. I, th- yeah. I hope so. And then she winds up. Like, I mean, this is like what our crap. third, fourth British brunette. She's got to be bad. Like they've all been so good. Right, that's true. <laughs> but but the clip, the, I, I dug the clip, and I, there's really there's there's not much that I've been of the clips that I've seen that I'm like, uh oh, we're in trouble here. So far, I what? agree. Because so so I was good. yeah, I was on that sinking ship for a while where I was like, yeah. oh, this movie can this movie can die. And now the more we're getting, I'm like, heck yeah. But this is also one of those movies like. You're right. I don't have like a lot of expectations on it, so there's nothing that could happen where I'd be like, "Oh, I really didn't want that." Like, right. I'm so upset about it. All right, Ken, what's next? Uh, next up, composer John Powell took to his Facebook page to reveal the track listing for his solo a Star Wars story score soundtrack. Uh, again, I'm repeating myself. Broken record. I didn't look at it there. I do know there's one track called Qui Gon's Funeral. <laughs> um, so uh, here we go. Well, there it is. I won't look at it. Um, but uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what Powell does. Christian. We know that John Williams has the Han Solo theme. Yeah, I'm digging. I'm digging this so far that I mean, I'm looking at it, and this is there's actually the reason I dig it is because there aren't a lot of spoilers in it. I mean, flying with Chewie isn't a spoiler. Oh, that happens in this movie. <laughs> right. What? So there are things like they've gotten a lot better, and I think that's such a like classic um, historical flub of that Qui-Gon's funeral thing that they would never do anything like that again. Can you imagine like, if we were doing Jedi Cancel back in 1999? We would have lost our minds if yeah. that happened. Like that, is, that was such a goof. And again, it wasn't a surprise that the character, a mentor character, would die in Star Wars. No. But the fact that it was just right there. Yeah, no. So um, uh, Lando's Closet, we've seen that clip already as well. I mean, there's L3 and the Millennium Falcon. None of these are... are this is all stuff I'm excited about. And then yeah. Meet Han, the Corellia Chase. We've seen that in the trailer. Yeah. It's all stuff we've seen. So th- that's, that's good. It's smart. And yeah. the bonus track, if you order digitally, it's uh, track 21 is This Is America. It's just this a good <laughs> song. <laughs> they should. They, uh, what if, this, this is Corellia. Yeah, this um, is Corellia. So what do, you, uh, what do you think? Nothing. Nothing. You know. I, I, why does it say music composed and conducted by? Oh, because John Williams. John, he did the John does yeah. Yeah, John right. Williams does Right, right, right. Okay. And I, I like that they released this. I'm very interested to see what this is uh, Powell yeah. Powell I'm a big fan of from the Bourne mm-hmm. s- scores that he's done in the past and the, the How to right. Train Your Dragon right, right. so I, I, I'm a big fan of John Powell so I'm excited to hear I'm, this I'm curious to yeah. see how much of uh, sorry I cut you off Ash uh, Influence? Uh, how much of like this, that, the trailer music was it just trailer music I love the guitar stuff it was trailer music it was trailer okay yeah. so it's interesting yeah okay sorry. yeah well I was going to say because Ron Howard did this Q&A like the other day or when I don't know what day it is anymore but he said that Chewie has a theme for the first time so I'm really excited to hear yeah. that yeah. Um, but there is the clip where um, where Chewie kind of gets in the co-pilot mm-hmm. chair for the first time, and whatever that was, I started crying. Like well, that's I, old school. That's all. That's that's from that's from the chase in an empire. And so I that's ho- like, and I hope that they play yeah. that. I hope that they absolutely that going back to you as far as influence with, with Williams. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that they do wrong sometimes in, in these new Star Wars movies is they go, well, that was the old stuff. We don't need to combine right, it, right. and they combine it a little bit in Last Jedi and and in, mm-hmm. even in Force Awakens and Rogue One. But I like I think that. The way Kevin Kiner did it in Rebels was oh. the best. A lot of original music combined with a lot of the yeah, old themes. Kiner's great. Especially in this time period. Right. In this time period, it would work, and I hope from that 
scene that we saw it, w- that we're talking about here, they do use the the, the same asteroid chase from Empire. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like to see that. K- Kiner's great. We agree there. I, I love the work of, of Williams and Last Jedi. I yeah, think I it's a great job. Um, you know what's interesting? Side note, when talking about music, you and I were on the same page initially after Rogue One, where it's like, eh, the music was great sci-fi music. The other day, I was uh, at home, and you just have music playing in the background, and the song came out, and I was like... God, Star Wars music is so good. I love this. It was the Rogue One uh, soundtrack. That, that soundtrack has grown on me. Yeah. I, I owe an apology to Mark Riley. He was a champion well, of that. I would also say that for me, I mean, it, it was never the music itself that bothered me. Yeah, it, was, the, it, was the, it was the placement of it. Yeah. It's like I still, when, yep. when Krennic shows up to Vader's castle, bom, 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 it sounds like a bad 70s sci-fi film. It's like, but in, in the context right. of how, the way that it played, but right. the music itself, Michael, Michael Giacchino is one of the best. Sure. So, Absolutely. And, and he had two weeks so, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, I just popped my yeah, yeah, yeah. side note. You're a dodo head. Thank you. No. I appreciate it. What's All right, next? Uh, next up is, Rock well, Biscuit steals Chewbacca the gets his own theme song oh, in sorry. Solo Star Wars Story. Oh. The no, gun. it's so great. It's so great. <laughs> it's so great. Um, and uh, they post a quick video on the Star Wars Twitter account with Ron Howard, the number one source of Star Wars news, as the Star Wars show reminds us, and Chewbacca with a theme playing in the back. Yeah. So, yeah. Chewie. Finally has a dance it's about time. I wonder if they're going to give him the medal at the same time. I think this movie yeah. um, will really, really be Chewie's spotlight. And a lot of people are saying yeah, that. Would. Because this is a character who is the most loyal co-pilot in the galaxy. And I have, I have friends who, for years, were like, nah, I'm much of a Chewie fan. He doesn't have a personality. Yeah, he has, he's angry and everything. But he's just... What's his trait? He's just loyal, right. which I'm like, well, that's a great trait. Um, but I think this movie, we'll yeah. see another side to Chewbacca. I'm excited. Well, I do, too. I think that we, we're going to see him on Kashyyyk. I think we're going to yeah. see his family. I think we're going to see the life debt. I think we're going to see all this stuff. Like this, this is the stuff that they're doing that's good for Star Wars fans, for hardcore fans. Right. That I think one of the reasons that Infinity War works so well is that, the, like I always say, is that the, the movie is really made for hardcore comic book movie MCU fans and it explodes out and other and other fans casual fans can enjoy it. Right, right. This seems to be doing the same thing with Star Wars because all the stuff that we had heard in Legends in the past, if you're a casual fan, you might not know about the about the, the game of Sabacc. You might not know about mm-hmm. the life that thing that happened or that Han was an Imperial. You'll learn about it in the movie because right. they're going to use all this legend stuff and this stuff that became like this historical lore when we were growing up as kids. We didn't have to read a lot of this stuff, but we always heard it. Did you know, did you hear that like Han fought as an Imperial and that he freed Chewie and that's right. why he has the life debt? And there seems like they're kind of leaning into that. And yeah. And they might change it a bit, but that's for the hardcore fan. That's what they're they're really doing, expanding that out. So the fact that Chewie now, we're going to learn more about him, it's smart. It's a yep. way to expand on all the, these other characters. And it doesn't make the, the universe smaller when you have Han and all these people because you're learning more about them. And actually, I think, I, I think it enhances it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the characters I love. And, and, and you know, we want to know what happens to, to Chewie before uh, he, uh, a moon crushes him to death. No, they'll never bring that back. My God. Greatest. That's the uh, <laughs> you like great. You don't know that? What? Sorry. All right. What, what do you think as far as we know that you like the, the idea that he's getting a song? But, yeah. But Chewie now also being able to get his own. Song, but I, sorry, excuse me, storyline. But I also think this is also going to play into our next topic here, and that's with Jonas yeah. in general, because Peter Mayhew is getting up there in in, in the, the years. He also is he's not as mobile as he used to be. He's kind of passed on the mantle here, and with that, 
as on the producing side of things, you can do more with Chewy now. You think that kind of adds into it? Yeah, I mean, even like leading, I'm just going to go back a little bit, but even leading up to this, like before we got all this stuff the other day, I was like, oh, this is like a Han Solo movie, right? right. Oh, it's a Han and Lando movie. But the more we get, the more it's like, no, this is a Han and Chewy movie. And it's really going to be about the relationship. And even like that moment of him kind of getting into the co-pilot chair for the first time, I was like, oh, this movie's going to tug at my heartstrings a lot. But with Jonas, it's, it's like, I... I wish I think they're starting to push it now, but I really wish they would push him as the actor a little more because even on the character posters, they all have the names of right. the actors right. and they don't list Jonas. And I think they're trying to be respectful of Peter, especially when The Force Awakens was coming out. But I think we need to start like recognizing him at this point because yeah. he is so fantastic. I think that they will after this movie, and I think that's that was the argument um, from a lot of people. I know they talked about it on Movie Talk. Also, I don't agree with the Movie Talk panel to where he shouldn't be listed. I think he should be. I think that he absolutely should be listed. He is Chewbacca now, and I think that you're right. I think that they're paying respects to Peter Mayhew and the fact that it's Chewbacca and not this character, the same way that they didn't promote David Prowse back when it was Vader. Right, right, um, right. But we're in a different time, and I think that after this movie, because Chewie's going to have so much more of a larger role, and because what you're going to hear from Jonas in a little bit when, when he and I got a chance to speak, there's a lot to it. There's a lot that you have to do, and he's going to, whether or not you care about Chewie in this movie, it's all going to be on Jonas the same way it was on Peter Mayhew back in the original trilogy and some of The Force Awakens. Um, so, yeah, he should be listed on the next couple of movies uh, every time he plays Chewbacca. But anyway, without further ado, I did want to throw to this interview. It's a longer interview, and I had a, a, a lot of fun talking with Jonas. And there's a reason I'm not saying his last name. It's A, because I can't do it right, and B, because I bring it up in the beginning of this interview. Here we go. Hey, look at me. I got Chewbacca. No, I'm not talking about that one. <laughs> I am very excited here, like I said in the introduction to this video here. Um, we got a phone call just a couple of days ago, and they said, hey, would you like to have um, the actor that plays Chewbacca come in to studio? And I said, yes, please. Absolutely. Let's do this. And sitting here today, and we've talked about it before he came on the air, I'm going to say his first name, and he's going to correct me and tell me to how to pronounce his last name, because he told me, he said, no, 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 there's a way that Americans say it, so we're going to do it that way. Jonas is here. Jonas, how are you? Um, please tell me, first of all, this is not you. This is not you. Be, be, is my chair... This is, is not you. Is this correct that I'm sitting so low? <laughs> Show them the intimidation. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> Look at this. And that's what I'm talking about. We knew it immediately. <laughs> How are you, sir? So we, you were giving me a class before we started today, and you said there's a, there's a way that you guys should say my last name, bringing up like hockey and stuff, too. So give me it so I don't embarrass myself. Right. Well, the way I say it is Jonas Suotamo. Jonas Suotamo. Jonas Suotamo. Close to Suotamo. Yeah, it's hard. No, I didn't uh, do it. Woody just called me Yono because he wouldn't... Yono? Uh, he wouldn't... Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Go with it. So how should I say it? Uh, is an, it you would say maybe it's a, a, a better... You, wouldn't you tell me the way for uh, the hockey? Well, some people say Jonas Suotamo. Sutamo, Which is Sutamo a very sure. good compromise. All right, Jonas Sutamo. So joining me today is Jonas Sutamo, who plays Chewbacca. Dude, thank you so much for being here. I am pumped. And, what, and I was honored to find out you actually you watched Jedi Council. Uh, yeah, I've been. Uh, I remember after filming Force Awakens, uh, my role was very secretive, uh, so secretive that they almost forgot to invite me to the premiere. Uh, <laughs> How did that happen? What happened? Uh, there? Well, well, well. First, I, I will say that I was watching Jedi Council. Yeah. 
and uh, and uh, because I just craved to to have all the knowledge and all of that the, what are they releasing on the film and your guys take what do you think of it because uh, the anticipation was crazy yeah. and uh, I was getting my uh, daily dose through you guys so thank you no, but I was very much. offended when you guys uh, announced at one of the shows that you've had gotten your premiere tickets for Force <laughs> Awakens because I was thinking oh so they invite Jedi Council but no Chewbacca right so what, what happens you, you wind up going though I remember seeing you there. yeah they yeah. did they did uh, call me then very very at a, at a very late stage saying apologies and everything right, right, right. and uh, and we tried to get get us in there but our plane broke down at London Heathrow and we ended up missing the premiere which was a huge shocker but uh, but it's all it's all good oh but, but well last Jedi obviously you 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 went to and then obviously we're gonna see it tomorrow night here for solo but there's so much to talk to you about because there's so many things that you know as a Star Wars fan and to see first of all I want to know how the role of Chewbacca came to be for you but I also the taking the mantle from the great Peter Mayhew mm-hmm. and working with him let's start let's start with uh, with the Force Awakens like and then going in there to audition do you know that you're going to audition for Chewbacca because a lot of times it's very secretive with Star Wars yeah it was very secretive I was working uh, at, a, at a corporate video at the time I come from a film school background yeah, yeah. I played basketball for Penn State and, and got a film degree for there and uh, so I'm doing this uh, corporate video just setting up lights and doing and, and I, I got a phone call from the Basketball Association of Finland uh, who has been approached by this uh, casting agency from London yeah. saying there's a big budget Hollywood film we need a seven footer with blue eyes uh, do you have such a person and they called me and um, that's how it started and then I, I, I submitted a video of myself playing a caveman okay. doing this kind of right. still not knowing what it is um, at that point I was I was I had I had no knew it was Star Wars okay but I Do gave, you think that it's Chewbacca though uh, I wasn't sure I thought okay. it was some caveman like villain right 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 that they want me to play right because we don't know at that point exactly. what, what's going on with Peter Mayhew and what not and, and yeah you know he's a little older now and he's not as mobile as he used to be so here we go so now so, here, yeah, here comes this opportunity they needed someone to do do the scenes that Peter couldn't do in Force Awakens, and we we co- uh, worked together on that film. And uh, but anyways, it was like uh, when I when I heard that when they called me, I was in a mall. Uh, I had just bought the Lego Star Wars game for PlayStation Three. Just just I don't know why why I yeah. bought that that day. It, but I, I wanted to play something Star Warsy because I knew the call was coming. Were you Whether big Star Wars I, fans before? Yeah? I was. I was always uh, a big. I, I watched them on my VHS. Ta- uh, yeah, nice. just a recorder. Old school. My dad, my dad put him on, and uh, I think my mom thought we were too. I was too young to watch him, but my dad still did. And sounds uh, like my family. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I watched Luke staring down the blue, uh, the, the the two sons on, and yeah. uh, or three, however many there were, and just thinking like how wonderful, how how awesome that you you have all these uh, things, all these robots that look like they w- could be from this day. Right. They have the body, the parts, and everything. They're very tangible and then you have this magical galaxy where where these wars happen and yeah. uh, and this uh, bright-eyed kid goes on this adventure and it was a wonderful story and you're talking about yourself actually here this bright-eyed kid 
Carpenter goes on this adventure, you get cast in as Chewbacca. Now, when you get cast, and now you get the role here in Force Awakens, and like you said, you're sharing duties here with, with the great Peter Mayhew, and what Peter Mayhew did so well in the 70s was that he really brought Chewie to life with the eyes and the mannerisms and everything, and now you've got you've to take that. You've got to take that essence as far as like what it is in regards to how you really make this work. How was that experience now with learning from Peter, but then understanding that this is going to be a bigger role than maybe even thought initially? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the intimidating part about this is that as a fan, I want Chewbacca to be Chewbacca from from day one. Right. That we don't get a change in the character. That he's very, um, he's a very lovable Wookiee. Yeah. A little bit of a little bit of a stubborn guy, you know, especially dealing with Han and everything. And uh, we, I wanted to learn the movements as best as I could. And uh, Peter was a great help. We he he. We talk through like how how would he move, and it's it's, it's a very very unlike me, uh, the way Chewbacca moves. Right. And I wanted to learn that, and I wanted to do my job, so that nobody would say, "Oh, that's a man in a suit," or uh, you got know, Philly Chewy. Yeah. And, yeah. And some people have wrote. Some people have written that they didn't even know that the character, the the actor, has changed, and that's a great compliment. That's a big to, compliment to me. to me. And so I want to transition into Solo, but I think one of the really important things to do here is to talk about how much interaction did you actually have with Harrison Ford working in Force Awakens? Oh yeah, yeah, we uh, most of it. A lot. Of it. I met Harrison Ford. I told him <clears throat> mistakenly uh, that I wasn't even born when they made these movies. He didn't take it so well. He asked for my replacement. <laughs> heard that it wasn't possible and said, nah, yeah. no. Right. <laughs> no, 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 he was joking. He was so good about everything. And, uh, and really watching Indiana Jones on those same VHS yeah. tapes, uh, I was just so excited to get to work with him. And he, he had so many good one-liners throughout the shoot. He, he, he's just a, a guy who wants to make these films and, uh, and wants to have fun. Yeah, Similarly well, to Alden in the new well, that's, film. Well, that's where I was going yeah. with it. Is that, so you have these you have this interaction with Harrison Ford who then you see him back in the role as Han Solo and we see this older version of Han Solo so you get to do something that not even again the great Peter Mayhew got to do is that you get to interact with now this version of Han Solo we've never seen before and the older version uh, of Solo but now when you're seeing Alden and when you're now on set with him and you're watching all this um, you know go down him transitioning what do you pick up there because to me i haven't seen the film yet but i'm guessing this is really a lot of chewbacca story as well too do you i mean how much prep goes into it and were you surprised at how big the role was um yeah they've i've heard when we were filming was it last jedi i heard someone talking about this or maybe the force awakens some let's talk about this like coming up spin-off film i thought it was chewbacca's own movie yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure what to think. I was back then. I was uh, young and uh, didn't know what to expect, and anything could change. But uh, but yeah, when I finally read the script, a wonderful script written yeah. by Larry and John Caston. Uh, Great. It's it's so adventurous. It's so sp- spontaneous that I think people are really going to be surprised that it's it's unlike anything that the, they've seen from Star Wars. Yeah, I don't want uh, you to spoil anything, obviously, but let me what we can see in the trailer obviously is the, the beginning of the relationship with Chewie and Han. We see some stuff I believe is, is Chewie's family or whatever. What can you tell us, again without spoiling, about what we'll learn about Chewie and Han in this film? Right. Well, I think they're both younger and Chewie, uh, without spoiling anything, is in a 
pretty difficult uh, situation in his life when we meet him, and uh, he's looking for uh, he's looking for a new direction in his life. Yeah. And uh, Han coming in is this uh, uh, a thing that that projects things forward, and uh, we we get to see how that relationship develops, and uh, and who else was involved, and what yeah. happened, what happened on that uh, adventure that that takes them through the underworld of the galaxy. So it's it's a great uh, great story, and I'm, I'm happy to finally see it because I loved reading about it yeah. so much. What's the process with you and Alden then? Because obviously we know about the, the changes that happen initially. There's a, there's a lot of shoots that happen that eventually then, then Ron Howard comes in. Um, but it, through all of that, the relationship with you and Alden, um, what's that like? Is there stuff to where you guys are hanging out, like kind of getting to know? Because you got to Chewie and Han got to have those comedic mm. uh, chemistry. Like it, it, exactly. it doesn't work. And it's so far in these trailers and these clips, it seems to be working. What's that process like with you and him? Well, it was. We started a couple of months before filming. We went into this heavy stunt rehearsal routine, working out with the stunt team, like all the possible, uh, some of which happened and some of which didn't. But you got to prepare for everything. And uh, and uh, we we worked out together for two months. And we played Call, Call of Duty in in our in my hotel room and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was just a very uh, casual kind of way to get to know Alden yeah. and uh, he, he he was ready to sort of um, he was constantly preparing and making notes and uh, uh, bringing uh, uh, like coming up with ways how to portray the character and right. I think he, he did a great job in create, making trying to make it his own because this is a story about Han who is not yet the Han we know in the original films, but uh, a younger, younger uh, boy who. Yeah, but they say. Yeah, you know. Well, I think even Ron Howard said in that one feature that this is we get to see him become the the guy that we knew. And we also get to see that um, relationship really blossom between exactly. the, the two of them. I'll get that. Um, so, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's uh, this is what Are they okay. <laughs> She's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's what happens on Jedi Council. Anything can happen. I believe anything can happen in this movie solo because it looks like a fun. Adventure Western um, to have Kasdan on the set and to I mean so this is, is this this is because again in Force Awakens it was you and Peter this is 100 percent you all the way from start to finish that's right so I can't wait because I want to see the reinteraction what it's like with you and Lando because if you look at the interaction with that that Chewie and uh, Lando had in Empire mm. do we get to see like it's do you have a lot of interaction with Lando at least can we no but it was definitely something I took into consideration when yeah. preparing for the role what, like what 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 is the initial what is Chewie's take on Lando right all of these things like uh, came into play and was very interesting to sort of um, put him in there in the scenes even though the the story is is it uh, is a individual like in uh, uh, sort of a contained uh, about itself and uh, it's not about Chewie Orlando right. but I like to always myself to see those things in the uh, in the background see, sure. seeing how the how the little details and I hope some of my some of my uh, thought processes uh, d- translated into the film. Because, yeah, well, I see. I mean, if it's yeah. any indication of what it did in the first two films, I'm, I'm sure that they are. Now, I mean, do you find yourself getting protective of Alden the same way Chewie gets protective of uh, <laughs> uh, Pond? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> right, right. I, 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 uh, yeah, he, the, 
there were people out there to get him and uh, yeah, <laughs> Chewbacca. No, but it, it's actually a, a funny thing. I think we filmed this movie in a sort of a chronological order uh, for for uh, as to our relationships. Yeah. So our me, me and Alden's relationship uh, grew as the movie progressed, right. and we filmed more and more scenes, and uh, that was fun to do because uh, uh, you get to you get to kind of you want that gradual uh, development with its highs and lows and uh, I, I wanted I thought I thought we did a we did a good job in trying to uh, portray that yeah and that's I mean you know any like you said you you watch the show so I'm sure I mean on my on my take is that when the movie was initially announced I was a, a bit skeptical because I said like well how are they gonna do this and like like any other Star Wars fan well are they gonna be able to do this without mm-hmm. without um, Harrison Ford and then right. obviously you hear some things about the production but then I, then you start to watch when you see what Ron Howard right. does and you see the scenes and the way that the stuff has been coming out it's like is it going to feel like star wars and boy does it ever and i'll tell you the scene that really got me yeah. was the was the woody harrelson playing the playing the game on the on the falcon and then the brush off oh, it's a hologram it's a hologram i mean what's that like the interaction with with woody harrelson and playing that humor I, it's so long ago i still haven't seen the clip you haven't seen the clip can oh, we watch it i would love to watch it with you after it's it's, it's great clip it's just you guys sitting on the falcon and uh, he tells you he tells you not to make the move yeah. and you make the move and then you oh, get pissed man. off and you wipe off the hologram he tells you it's just a hologram and i was like that's Chewy. Amazing. And it was great. I mean, I think that plays into the fact that you've, you've captured the essence of what Chewie was all about. Exactly. And that's that's what I'm aimed to do. And, uh, yeah, I, I have so much respect for Peter yeah. and the way he, uh, he uh, has uh, gracefully given me this opportunity to, like, be... be uh, you know, take over yep. basically, and uh, it's 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 such a beautiful thing because Peter has been so so good to the fans, and he's uh, uh, dedicated his life yeah. to meeting meeting fans and uh, being this the bookie we all loved, and he will always be the original Chewbacca. But but I hope uh, every movie uh, that I do, I, I always hope I can bring something more and keep this character uh, evolving and bringing people new sides to this uh, to this thing. And uh, and I hope I've succeeded in this one. Well, we're happy for you, man. It's it, it's it's so far. And again, like I said, if 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 you do anything the same way you did the way with Force Awakens and then Last Jedi, and then you now we get to see a younger version, I think we're going to in for a treat. I do think there's going to be Chewbacca story. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff in here that I want to learn about the character. I cannot wait. The movie comes out May 25th, um, and I cannot wait to see it. I get to see it tomorrow. Uh, we will be there, and I'm going to let you see that clip, and we'll maybe watch that clip together. Jonas, thank you. Once again, man, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Hope to have you back when we do get that uh, that that Chewy and uh, Lumpy movie. We'll oh, get exactly. <laughs> Oops, we weren't supposed to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. So back to the show here, and how excited are you guys to have Solo come out in theaters on the 25th? I can't wait to see it. You are going to be in for a treat, and I'm sure at this point we're going to have the uh, the reviews, the the spoiler reviews, the non-spoiler reviews. It's all coming your way. Thanks again. So there you have it. Uh, what an awesome dude he is. I, I, I knew nothing about him. I knew nothing about kind of how he got the role and to be able to sit down and have that conversation with him. And, you know, obviously the fact that he is such a Star Wars fan in general and the fact that he now sits as Chewbacca. He has taken the mantle. He is Chewbacca. And we really get to see what he's all about tonight. So that's going to happen. And one thing I want to address before we get to the next part of the show is... I haven't really done this in a while um, because I haven't been acknowledging comments or tweets or any of those things, too, because I just have gotten to a point in my life where I'm, not, I'm just not doing it anymore. I don't care. I know that this is so divisive a lot. But I, I, I got some comment 
like it was like last week because guy was like hello Christian shouldn't be taken as an authority anymore in the Star Wars universe because, let me tell you this, uh, the reason why is because he he said that Solo wouldn't make that much money. He said it wouldn't make, so no one should listen to him anymore. He's wrong. Don't listen to your, your Star Wars guru because he's wrong. Shut up, stupid. It's like, it's like, <laughs> shut up. It's like, what am I, Jim Cramer? I, I, I have to be the guy that's like predicting the money? No, yeah, I was probably wrong on the fact that this this movie, the way it was, it was not marketed very well. They weren't getting I thought there was no excitement for it. Things switched. There's excitement for it. It's going to make a ton of money. It's already it's already saying they're going to it's going to open smaller than a lot of other Star Wars movies, and it's still going to open at something like 140, which is a and maybe even bigger, which is a huge number, and it's going to make a lot of money. Will it cross a billion? I don't know about that, but I think that it's got a chance now, and if it's good, it's got a it's got a great chance to do even better. But it's like just like this mob mentality of well, you you so you said this, and your number prediction was wrong, so you're a moron. No, sir. You're the moron. Now shut down your Twitter and stick your head in a bar of soap. Melt it first and then stick your head right in that soap <laughs> and clean your ears. Um, what? what do you think? <laughs> About what? I don't know. <laughs> About life. What's the, what's, what's, the, what's the science on that? Well, you can melt, melt soap. Melt it down. You melt yeah. the soap down. you got to get a, a lot of them. Yeah. And you stick your head in the soap. Right. And then you, that way now right. you go to say stupid things and your ears yeah. aren't dirty anymore. They're clean. Right. And you start to clean years out. When I was eight, my dad made me eat a bar of soap. That explains that, a like lot. Christmas story. What? The Christmas story. Yeah, because I cursed and yeah. he made me eat it. Yeah. Well, it didn't work. You have a dirty potty sailor mouth. That's not true. <laughs> not like you. Yeah. I'm an upstanding gentleman. You're a real filth bag. You think you're the authority on cursing. Right. Uh, I didn't curse, did I? <laughs> no. 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 Right. We try to keep this kid friendly. Right. Well, well, now it's time for, and by the way, I'm thinking of that droid. Uh-huh. What about MSTH? MSTH. T-H. T-H. For the mustache. Oh. No? Okay. All right. Forget I'm not, uh, you know. You, don't, you hate it. I don't, you I don't dislike it. You don't like it, though. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to move on over, get away from MSTH, and we're going to talk about what, you guessed it, what's the deal with Canon? Tip your waitress. It's going to be... What's the deal with canon? Everything that's happening in the world of Star Wars that isn't the movies, but it links to the movies because it could be comic books, it could be TV shows, it could be novels, whatever it is. We're going to talk about it. Kenneth Napsakian, what do you got? Uh, StarWars.com announced a new book series coming this fall called Flight of the Falcon, which will help connect different eras of Star Wars storytelling through the many adventures aboard the ship, the ship that we all consider its own character. I'm excited about this. What about you? Uh, Smart. And I think, didn't James Lucino do one in Legends? I think he did. Maybe it wasn't Lucino. I know they did a, uh, a Falcon Probably. beforehand. And so we all, like you said, we, we mm-hmm. consider this ship as much a character as anybody else in yep. the Star Wars universe. And it's the one thing I don't think they should ever destroy. I don't think no. You, I think, I think if, if Star Wars is going on in 50 years from now, you could still have a, a, the, the Falcon. I think that would be silly for them to do because it's the one thing you don't have to kill. You don't right. have to destroy. And I think that all the adventures and seeing how the ship came to prominence, how it was built, how it was... Maybe we'll learn some of that in, in Solo. I have no idea. But whatever we learn in Solo... 
That'll continue on into this novel. I like mm-hmm. the idea. How about you? I love it. I'm just reading part of this here. Each title, because it's going to be a series of books, will include a map to trace the literal flight path of the Falcon. I love that. Help Falcon. readers understand the time and place where each story is set. Readers will spend some time with Lando and his droid L3. Spy Bazine Natal. She's, of course, from Force Awakens, sitting on Grumgar's lap. Smuggler Hondo Anaka and the Skywalker twins and much, much more. That's great. That's exciting. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I, I don't want the Falcon to be destroyed, to be clear. Yeah. But, wow, what? What a powerful moment that would be. Be like Star Trek when the Enterprise went down for the 50th time. Um, If we do it just once with the Falcon. But I agree. I I don't kill it. Look at The Force Awakens. The garbage will do. That got one of the biggest pops in the movie. There's no reason to. What do you think about this book? Is it something they should do? Heck yeah, I'm here for it. And there's so many times where we don't really know where the Falcon was. And so this guy's hands, this guy's hands. I think it'd be cool to, if they explore that, that'd be neat. Speaking of books, Ken, did you finish Solo? I mean Solo. Uh, Last Shot? I did finish the last shot. And? Uh, I really liked that book. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me uh, a lot of old Legends Adventures. Yeah. Which, despite the fact that I have a troubled relationship, it's complicated with the EU. That's not a bad thing. I grew up reading those Lando books mm-hmm. in the uh, 80s, which Ash was a decade, and which I was not yet. Uh, I was born, but I had a. No, I was born in the 70s. Never mind. I'm old. Um, <laughs> so they had these Lando books uh, in like 83, 84 range, and uh, they were great. And this reminds me a lot of that. That Daniel Jose Older did a great job, but I think he did a great job. I really loved the character development yeah. and connection to Force Awakens era Han with his troubles being a parent, mm-hmm. his surprise like, wow, now I'm in a marriage. That went fast. We met, we fell in love. There was a war. Now I'm a f- husband and a father. A lot of heavy stuff buried underneath there. Yeah, minus the swamp fart part. Didn't like a lot of, I, I think we're just going to have to accept that Star Wars now includes the word ass. Yeah. Which is not my favorite thing. But Yeah, I think that, that that was the thing is that there's stuff, and I reviewed it on, I think, last week's episode or two weeks ago, whenever we we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I um, I liked the story a lot, and I think that Daniel Jose Alda absolutely mm-hmm. knows these characters, understood it. And I think that this is one, I normally always read these books unless I have to finish them up and have to, you know, want to get to work. I have, it's a 45 minute drive for me every day mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to get to work. So I listen audio if I need to get it quick but this was the only one that I wish I wouldn't have because it didn't I I thought Mark Thompson who's great uh the stuff that he did it worked but anytime that the author wrote it sucked me out of it I think he writes it well I don't think he narrates it well and I think that that I I would recommend not listening to this on audio um unless you can just listen to the the Mark Thompson parts I thought the the woman who did the other stuff was was good too she did the Lando stuff which I was good um but anyway, I mean, that's why not everybody reads. That's why this is a, it's a yep. professional job. You yeah. know, it's like you write it, I'll say it. Yeah. Um, but the story itself, it did feel very legends to me. There was stuff that I that I dug. The character, the main villain, you know, he was he reminded me of Vidian. Yeah, Cal Vidian's yeah. my least favorite of the Star Wars yeah. book villains. Uh, Fries and right? Gore has a great concept mm-hmm. uh, from Utapa. He's a doctor. Uh, goes and the droid stuff's interesting. It just was, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, his motivation, I had trouble getting. Well, that was the thing. I think I liked this book. I certainly didn't love it. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the thing is sometimes when people say to you, "I need a must-read yeah. um, Star Wars book out of the new canon," mm-hmm. what are you recommending? This one's not going to be the. I'm still going Lost Stars. I'm still going uh, Lords. 
Lords of the Sith and called mm-hmm. Bloodline. Yeah. Um, Leia. Prince of Alderaan. Uh, you know, Princess um, of Alderaan. Uh, the, even, I'll tell you what, even uh, even Thrawn and Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Those, those yeah, Tarkin's are, great. Yeah, um, yeah. Thrawn yeah. is an audiobook that is absolutely, it's all Mark Thompson. That's yeah. an audiobook I absolutely recommend, more so um, than, than reading it. Um, Ray's Journal from Jakku, the coloring book. Do they have that also? I think I have it, yeah. Do you? I, well, give it to me. I'll give it to I my daughter. I have the sticker book. All right, good. No, you. I'm still finishing it. You're a very selfish person. All right, what's next? <laughs> Ash, oh, did you read the last shot? She didn't, she didn't read the last shot. Right? I'm like halfway through the oh, audio book. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So do you understand what I'm saying? So maybe, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like dumb as hell, but uh-huh. I really... You are I, very smart, Ash. Going back and forth between like all the different timelines yeah. is really like throwing me for a loop in the audio mm-hmm. version. It, in, the, in the book as well. It, okay. it, it wasn't muddled. I always say it was my fault for not taking notes because yeah. I'm used to taking notes reading the Game of Thrones books. Well, Perry but, said it sucked her out of it too. Yeah, it, yeah. You, you sometimes you're like, wait, wait, let me do the math. That's 10 years yeah. before. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, that, uh, I like the concept. But of. did you think the, the narrating on was, was was so jarring because Mark Thompson, who puts in together all yeah. these characters, and he does the uh, Lando and Han, yeah. and then when they jump to Jose, it's just like he's just reading. Uh, yeah, I don't think it... I don't think it bugs me as much as it bugs you, really? but I, okay. I definitely... That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. All well, right. he's a pompous Star Wars authority, and you know how they get. I know. I know. That's the truth. <laughs> real That's absolutely the truth. Uh, <laughs> get off! Far <laughs> off! You better just quit now! Unless you can predict the right box office for the rest of your life. You let your family down. All right, what's next? Uh, the Last Jedi adaptation comic written by Rogue One of Star Wars story screenwriter Gary Whitta like is Whitta. either out or not. I'm conf- well, came out yesterday. Came out yesterday. Yeah. Okay. I got to get to my comic shop, Earth 2 yeah, in yeah. Northridge, and pick that up. It adds uh, a lot of stuff that the novelization did by Jason Fry. Yeah. Uh, Luke having a moment to mourn Han, a little more explanation, that kind of stuff. And then Vader 16, and then the, uh, the, the uh, manga. Adaptation of Lost Stars, which I am very much excited to yeah. pick up and take a take a peek at. Yeah, this stuff kind of came in late last night as we were slammed and did a lot of cool things here yesterday mm-hmm. at Collider. So these are ones that I'm uh, th- all three of these are things I'm very interested in, in looking. The Vader the Vader storyline right now is my favorite comic that I've ever read in any Star Wars, whether it's Legends um, or current canon. It is. Have you been reading any of this stuff yet? The Vader? No. no. Read the Vader stuff. Like, yeah. it, it is so good and gives you such an in-depth perception of kind of how he became the Vader that we knew things that I've always wanted to see from him. Great. Yeah. Last Jedi, uh, like I said, Riley's got it. And then I want to dive into that Lost Stars because it's my favorite yeah. canon novel that's out there. So, yeah, take um, whatever you're doing tonight, take it off, read the Vader book. Okay, yeah. I will not go to the premiere tonight. Yeah, right. Have you read Lost Stars, by the way? Yet? No, and oh, I, keep, I have it. What? And, like, Ken keeps bugging me about what? it. And I'm, like, committed to, like, being on a flight and doing it, but okay. I just haven't done oh, it yet. Oh, listen, nothing against yeah. Last Shot. Stop reading Last Shot, listening to Last Shot, and read Lost Stars. That sounds like a little bit against Last Shot. It it's sounds not. Like you're... It's, it's, <laughs> Lost Stars is. A, is it better? It's it's the you be- know you know you told Ashley to just <laughs> stop reading and you're discouraging reading and getting getting more intelligent in the Star Wars universe. You're not an authority. Oh man, what's next? I can tell when you haven't had lunch. I I haven't had lunch. Yeah. I need an apple, though. It's on my back. All right. Uh, an eighth Star Wars Forces of Destiny from the third season uh, will arrive the day of the release of Solo, a Star Wars yeah. story. It will focus on Kira, Amelia Clark's character, or another character from Solo. The third season, it's great. Nicole Dubuque took over for my pal Jennifer Murrow. And the show, I still love what it's doing. It's got some fun stuff, man. The Gorax is back. It's and you, better. It's, it's just, it's just yeah. been a lot of fun, man. And I love what they're doing. So I'm excited to see what they're doing with this. Uh, have you seen the most 
most recent ones lately? Not this one, obviously, but have I you- saw. Well, the one I watched the most recently was the one where Ray uses the Force on a Porg. Yeah. And yeah. you love that? Yeah. That's from the yeah. season two where she makes it fly back and yeah. everything. Yeah, it's yeah, from yeah, season yeah. two of Force of Destiny. There's the new one now out with Chewie and the Porgs. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen that one yet. Yeah. The Chewie and the Porgs, that, it's that book? It's a fun one. Yeah. My, my well, no, that, well, it's just the Force of the Destiny. The Force of the Destiny. Short, short, yeah. So Force of the Destiny, I think, is it's like this is where, again, you, you have to realize how big this canon is now. Right. Where there's stuff set for everybody. Right. Like, the novels really, I think, even more so than the movies, right. can get very dark. The novels, yeah. the novels, way more than like. There's stuff that happened in the novels that you can't put on film because it would either be rated R or too dark for the Star Wars. Oh audience, yeah, that right? Han Solo three-way scene is. is you're, you're in that. You're I in, read the wrong book. You read the wrong book. That was. I think that was a probably. A, I don't know. That was the name of the. That was the a magazine. Yeah. So the point is, um, there's stuff that even in the comics that happens, but then you to the flip side of that, yeah. even Chewing the Porgs is a, is a book that my daughter has, and she yeah. loves it, and she reads it all the time, and she's six, and there's yeah. nothing in there that, that is you know, too adult for her or anything, too. She, and then there's stuff like the Force of Destiny, I think it's kind of a mix in the middle. Rebels the middle. can hit yeah. stuff. Yeah. Clone Wars was more, I think, adult than anything else, too. There's some oh, pretty dark like, stuff. Yeah, fifth, sixth season, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's what you have to realize when taking can, in consideration all the stuff that they're doing because mm-hmm. you see people that are commenting this is ridiculous this is so cartoony and, and kiddish well it might not be for you yeah and I think this the Star Wars that's the beauty of Star Wars it can be for everyone and there's stuff out there for everyone so maybe Last Jedi is too is too much for your five or six year old but Forces of Destiny is just perfect absolutely so I think that that's what that's kind of what they're aiming for and I think that they hit it with the series Great. Cool. Is that it? Uh, one final note, Star yeah. Wars Battlefront 2. The Han Solo season is upon us, and it is adding Jabba's palace. And you get to play Lando in the Skiff Guard and Leia in the Bausch uh, Bounty Hunter costume. Uh, looking forward to playing that. Haven't had a chance to. Ewok Hunt was such a great addition to Battlefront, though it was uh, limited time only. What is that? What's uh, that from? It doesn't even look like Lando. Well, yeah, okay. You think it looks like Lando? Uh, I think uh, from a certain point of view, uh, you know. I mean, he's got the same outfit on, but it doesn't look like Lando. Oh, same mustache. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Am I just in a mood today? You just need a sandwich. Do you think that looks like Lando? I think it looks like Lando enough for me to play the I'm game. I'm not asking you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't question it up until this moment. I what do you think? It looks different, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but... right. Uh, okay, know. so I'm the jerk that thinks it looks like somebody else. Naturally. Can we put the picture up on there and ask the audience if they think it looks like Lando? That's not Lando. <laughs> that definitely doesn't look like Lando. That does not. Forget it. This is, there there, there it, is. it is. Okay. Does that look like Lando to you guys? Looks Whatever. Like I guess Lando. I'm not the authority anymore. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Have right. fun playing that, kids. All right. Okay, so there you go. That is everything happening in the world of canon. We have made it somewhat. Now we are going to go to the Twitterverse today. Thank you to our buddies over at Collider Jedi Council face, uh, Facebook page. We just couldn't get to you guys today, but we are going to dive into Twitter. Mm-hmm. And here we go, Ken. What do we got? All right. First one is from Darren Phillipson. He uh, says, with the news of casting a female lead, approximately 49 years old, and setting of the film in the outer regions. This is for episode nine. Uh, what percentage of the character do you think? What percentage is the character? 
Oh, wow, I can't read today. What per, I'm like what per, ash and yeah. I need an audiobook. What percentage of the characters are so okay? <laughs> maybe fly Luke, that I can't read. <laughs> maybe Luke sends Ray to find her. This uh, show, I need a sandwich. So what is that? So the four, where, where did this come? Tell me about this 49 years old cast. Where, where does well, the, yeah. that, I don't believe. Is that the, the thing we talked about yeah, last Yeah, I don't week? believe the details of that. And right. I, I certainly don't know that the film's going to take place right. in uh, other regions. I, I also don't. If, if it says episode, episode 9. If it says episode, yeah. episode 9 oh, plot, no. plot leaks, I don't click on those stories. But yeah, there was a rumor of a female late 40s type of casting right. call named Mara which you know was JJ Paul but, but I, to be honest I don't even think it was that. I think it was a site that was third fourth generation right. news yeah, uh, the idea girl. of Ahsoka appearing in episode 9 is, is intriguing but I'm not going to happen percentage we'll just cast that he asked for percentage 1% that it's Ahsoka yeah, I don't think that's likely at all. Two percent. Two percent. Ten. Two percent milk is what I had in my coffee. I'm going to go one. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that uh, it, there's. We'll see as far as casting. I think there will be a lot of new characters that will be set up for sure. Yeah, and I think they have to do that because I think it would be a colossal error mm-hmm. for them to say after nine. No more saga films. Now, it's one thing to not do them for a while, but yeah. to say that we're not doing because you could do episode 10 in 10 years from now. If you right, yeah. to, right. I would want that. So I think that one of the ways to do that, because mm-hmm. right now we have Ray, we have Finn, we have Pup. Those right. are really the three new characters that we have. So let, let me see some even newer characters mm-hmm. that are going to pop up and make an impact mm-hmm. in 9 that I want to see them return in 10, 11, and 12. So whether or not this is, I mean, you know, still, even someone who's 49 years old, you pop up 10 years now, you're 60 years old, you're a bigger character, whatever it is, give me some new characters. Take me uh, to, for me wanting to care that the new big three are going to come back, plus some other characters that I liked. Mm -hmm. All right, what's next? All right, Cal, uh, no, excuse me, Kai Peterson. I was thinking of Mark Riley's dog, Cal. Kai Peterson on Twitter at KaiCP4 says, which characters from the new trilogy would you like to see show up in the new Resistance show? Hope to make Captain Kennedy one of the baddies. I like that idea. I love Moden Kennedy, one of my favorite characters in the new trilogy. What do you guys think? What do you think, Ash? And I'm trying to think because I'm like, Poe and BB-8, but we already know that's happening. We know that they're happening. I mean, it would be nice no to have... No Tally? Um, Maybe oh, Paige high five on yeah. the Tally Lintra. Tally, Tally Lintra fan club. <laughs> what time? And what time period did they say it's, it's uh, before Force so Awakens? It's between right? Bloodline and Force so, Awakens. So yeah. let me see. Uh, let me see uh, Morrison Tekka, man. Yeah, Morrison Tekka. Let me yeah. a little bit more and and, and Luke. You know, like okay, Morrison yeah. and Luke. What like what what they're doing? How it all adds Be up? Yeah. Like because I think at that point, depending on when the Resistance mm-hmm. starts, is that Ben Solo will be Ben Solo. Yeah. There's not a there's not a switch on. It depends on when. It depends on when they're depends gonna, on when exactly. Because yeah. he, I think that to have that part, I think that, you, that kind of tragic feel that we get when we uh, watch the prequels. It's right. like oh man, there's Ben. He's running around. Luke. It's like just don't don't start going down that path, you know. And I think that mm-hmm. they'll do that with him. And what about your boy um, Admiral Radis? When does he die? He he dies in Rogue One. He dies in one. Rogue One. I thought he Admiral Radis. No. Uh, Radis. I'm thinking uh, Akbar. Does in uh, Last Jedi. So we can see. So we, we, we could see. We could see. We could see. That was. I, I apologize. I was being racist, thinking right away that they. That, you were. Yeah, I apologize. You're being well, Mon you're not the authority I, anymore. So. You never have that. Actually. All right. What's next? Um, I'm trying to find it. Uh, <laughs> um, mm. Thank you. This is a very interesting episode of Jedi Council. We've it's yeah. this is what happens None when Christian and I don't have a sandwich when Christian's kids are sick. Yeah. Um, all right, here we go. This is from Ibis Ukuda, and this will be the last one. Uh, thank God. Um, 
<laughs> Do you think that Kylo Ren can go full Vader mode in Episode Nine, making his mission to finish what Vader started? I mean, the purge of the Force users yes. because of the tragedies involving the Force and his family. Uh, by the way, uh, he has Nero backwards in his name. Okay, cool. Um, I think that Vader will uh, he will be full on Vader in yep. this one. Yeah, I think it's going to be the the most evil that we've seen him out of anything so far. And I don't and I don't Kylo think, and Jane. Yeah, I don't think he's running shop. I don't think he's going to be running the shop. I think hmm. there's uh, someone else that's going to be running the the whole the whole shebang. And but he will be full on Vader by the time we see him. I agree. I think we saw the the door close literally on that yeah. like conflict within him that Ray felt or whatever. It's gone. Mm-hmm. I want to see like full badass evil Kylo Ren. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to absolutely. Wanna, I love the idea that Snoke's gone. I love the idea that Kylo is is unchained. That's exciting to me. All right, that's it. That's everything today for Collider Jedi Council. I'd like to thank you guys. Make sure, once again, if you want to get that shirt, the Collider Jedi Council shirt, you can go ahead, again, courtesy of Bonfire. The link is in the description. You have two weeks to get the shirt. There it is. Collider Jedi Council, two weeks. And wear it. Wear it on June 2nd. As we get to the live event, there are less than 100 tickets left out of a possible 300 people in the audience. June 2nd, Ken Knapsack, Joseph Scrimshaw, and Alex Damon of Star Wars Explained. Come and watch. Get the tickets. The winner plays Sam Witwer, Darth Maul himself for the Star Wars Championship at a later date. And then the main event, Team Action. You've got Rachel Cushing and, and Clark Wolf going up against Team Action, Ben Bateman and Andrew Guy. Thank you once again to our panel. It was so nice to see you again, Ash Frozen. So nice to see you guys. And I'll see you guys tonight at the solo premiere. And we're going to drink. And we'll do that. I didn't say that on the air. And then we also have Ken Napsock. <laughs> Where are you going to be tonight? Uh, there's a good chance uh, me and Mark Ellis just stay at a local doghouse and eat some uh, hot dogs uh, uh, and tater tots. Uh, but uh, I uh, can be found uh, at Ken Apsock across all social media platforms. That includes Twitch, where I have a lot of fun playing Battlefront 2. Maybe you see me playing as not Lando. And that's it. That's everything we got. Thank you. And may the force be with you. Always. Stay little chico, pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.